Hello, my name is Kyle Baylitz, and I have depression and anxiety. Hello, my name is Travis Baylitz, and I have bipolar disorder. So this is going to be my second attempt at trying to incite more people to speak about uh, mental health. And the reason why I'm holding these signs is I kind of want to prove to everybody that, hey, if we can actually speak about it, so can you. So I was speaking to a Korean adoptee friend of mine. He works a lot with uh, the psychology of Korean adoptees and helping them rehabilitate uh, with their, their life. And some even had uh, criminal records as well and severe mental health issues. And he was telling me a story that in Korea, there was this individual that ended up killing himself. And the parents were so ashamed, uh, so stigmatized against their son that they actually tell people that the son actually died in a car crash. Now, I feel like this kind of represents a little bit in American society today. But granted, like I was saying, I feel like things are getting better. People are more uh, willing to speak about it. And there are more resources available for people dealing with mental health issues and suicide. So I think the problem with uh, mental health is people are afraid talking about it because one, it's not pleasant. Two, it's, it's kind of negative and it doesn't make people feel good. And three, they have a lot of shame and an embarrassment. So I wanted to tell a personal story about how scary it actually was for me to actually uh, reach out uh, to my parents and actually tell the truth. So like I said, as you know in our previous video, both my brother and I have struggled with mental health disorders in the past since we were probably in our teens. Mine started in eighth grade. I was pretty depressed my grades actually did drop and I remember there was one time that uh, my parents were actually going through a, a divorce but there was actually one time that my uh, mom actually invited a therapist because she kind of sensed something was wrong but again I was I had a lot of pride and I chose not to get help and I kind of just denied it and this is my biggest regret my biggest regret when I was younger is not speaking about my mental health. And I feel like if I did, I wouldn't have uh, struggled as much. And this is why I'm such a big believer. So I did not speak out until much later in my life, until I was in my late 20s. So throughout high school and college, we suffered from severe social anxiety and depression. And I think because of the lack of sleep and stress, I actually ended up developing psychiatric psychosis, uh, including paranoia, where I actually believe people were actually talking about me. And this was pretty prevalent, this kind of thought disorder throughout my youth. So I'll tell you a little bit about our education. We first begun our schooling at Wisconsin University of River Falls, and we took classes about two years. Again, we didn't really know what we wanted to do with our life. So we end up switching to Academy College, uh, majoring in animation, stayed with there for about six months. We end up switching again 
uh, to Brown College to major in game design, and we only stuck about that, I think, for a year. So through that time, my brother ended up taking business courses at Brown College, and I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I kind of realized, I think my mental health was affecting me, my ability to actually stay in school and actually live a, a happier and more productive and efficient life. So being lost as I was in my 20s, I decided to actually talk to my professor from University of Wisconsin River Falls. Now my brother and I did not have very good social skills whatsoever. We kind of avoided people, we were really quiet, extremely shy, and we didn't really speak much at all in class. But anyway, I felt like he was the best person to talk to. I wasn't comfortable talking to my parents yet about this, so I decided to email him, and I just told him some of my issues, that I couldn't hold school, I've been feeling depressed, and sometimes when I'm in class or out in public, I feel like people are talking about me, and I'm paranoid. Now, he ended up emailing me back. He told me he remembers us. I remember he tried talking to us one time, but we kind of weren't, we weren't really engaging much at all. I mean, we didn't really want to be there since we were kind of pushed into school, but now that uh, I think about it, I'm glad my parents kind of did. But anyway, he ended up telling me that he is only qualified as a business psychologist, but he did tell me that he thinks if there is something wrong, that I should not be afraid to reach out for help. So I end up forwarding the email to my parents and my mom pretty much said, I'm sorry that she kind of knew something was uh, wrong with Travis and I. And through that, she ended up setting me up with a therapist. And I remember my dad ended up talking to me about it and he came up to me. And this is what I'm trying to discuss that I was extremely scared. I couldn't even talk to my parents. And that's kind of the irony that sometimes the people closest to you, you're not really comfortable talking about your innermost intimate thoughts. But this kind of got the ball rolling and I saw my therapist the first time. It was a female. Um, I discussed to her about my issues. I was scared as hell, but I managed to get through it and I ended up seeing her frequently. And that's when I kind of started therapy. I'd seen several therapists, some good, some not good. But through that, that's kind of when I finally took the courage and brave face, took that first step to admit that something is wrong and two, hey, I probably need help. So I'm gonna let my brother take over and discuss when he was first diagnosed and when he started to speak out about his mental health. So roughly, as Kyle stated, I had some mental health issues like in seventh or eighth grade. People were making fun of my physical appearance and called me Kermit as I explained earlier and it really affected my mood and my ability to relate to people. Not only that, I lived in a pretty much white area and the thing is is that might have also affected my cultural rehabilitation towards adjusting to society. Anyways, as things roll on, I end up being more comfortable discussing my mental health in, in college. And it wasn't until maybe my later years in college in which I realized that I needed to get help. So my brother ended up going on medication. I ended up going on medication and within two weeks, 
I ended up having a manic reaction to Paxil. So the, re the reality of that, it was pretty strange because it almost felt like you were, you're drinking too much and you're on a very high level of mania. I didn't understand that at the time, but the family practitioner stated that the reaction that you're having is actually due to uh, you being bipolar. And at first, I really did not want to believe it. In fact, I didn't believe it for several years, and I, I refused to get help for it to the fact that I, re I ended up ditching one of my psychiatrists. To add a bit more to that, Travis doesn't remember this, but when... I kind of came out as having depression to our family practitioner. My brother was pretty adamant saying he and he was afraid. He thought that he'd end up being mentally ill like me, although he already was probably mentally ill. And that fear kind of escalated and he ended up denying being bipolar for much of his life. And I'll let him explain a little bit more. Anyways, as Kyle suggested, is that I refused to acknowledge the fact that I was bipolar. And in fact, I really did not believe it. So because of that, I refused to get treatment. I refused to do therapy. I refused to stay on my medication. I refused to do partial hospitalization, which was probably beneficial to me. And not only that, because of the reaction to Paxil, I've had other reactions to mood stabilizers. And I felt it was the music, because I was very creative and I was composing music at the time. I thought that was the reason on why I was manic and depressed it was because the music induced it and in a way it kind of did because sometimes you get pretty elevated when you do music and when you're not doing it you get pretty depressed but it's just uh, it's sort of like a reaction to what was actually going on which was the fact that I was bipolar anyways I made my denial very lengthy and it wasn't till 2012 where I decided hey maybe I need to at least try medication so I was on lithium for maybe five or six years and then all of a sudden things got really really bad so I ended up going on more medication and because of that fact I won't deny it being on nine different antipsychotics is extremely painful grueling and many times has induced my suicidal ideations but at the same time, that experiment only made me adjust to the right medications later in the future. Anyways, I also want to discuss the fact about these trains. You cannot control the actions of what people might say or the environment that you might be in. You might be able to influence to some extent, but at the same time, there's going to be things and obstacles that get in your way that can be annoying and nuisance and might be detrimental to your mental health. This is actually our third time trying to attempt at recording this yesterday. One, there was too many people. I had technical issues with, uh, with the camera. So it kind of fits today's lesson, I'd say. Anyways, like I said, there's going to be things in your life like loud trains and you cannot hear yourself talking about in a very important video. But at the same time, you have to realize this is kind of like the facts of life, the philosophy of life. And I want to say this. You might not be able to control your environment, but you do have the ability to control the reactions to that environment. So because of that, I just want you to know you have full power and capability. You just have to believe in yourself that you can change. So I want to get that out because I feel like 
these noises are kind of a distraction to what we really want to get across. But at the same time, I feel it's necessary to understand that things will happen. And you just have to realize that you need to react in a way that is healthy and beneficial to your life. So Travis, a lot of people that are afraid of, of seeking mental health, I will tell you the truth. And honestly, it takes a lot of work. And maybe you can discuss a little bit how big uh, these records are and how much work it actually took for you to get better. So I was hospitalized seven times in my lifetime. One in 2009, two in 2014, two in 2015, one in 2017. Anyways, 2014, 2015 was a really rough patch for me. So because of that, right there, all those documents is exactly what the doctors and psychiatrists, therapists, and social workers were about. All that is documents that was documenting while I was in the hospital. It's very thick, like five inches thick for just the records of seven hospitalizations. Okay. Like I said, mental health takes a lot of work. I'm a big believer in self-development, and I have like uh, five inches of my psychological records and uh, my therapist notes and some of my own personal development kind of things. And I will let you know that in the future when you do finally are able to get over that hump and ask for help, it will take work. So. Another part of this video is I was wondering, since the stigma of mental health is still prevalent in America and the world, I was kind of wondering how to incite more uh, Korean adoptees to be like, like us as an example, to speak more about mental health. And it kind of proved that when I was asking uh, people to share their story, that not a lot of many people were interested in being in front of the camera. and. I don't know exactly about their personal reasons, but I was kind of wondering how can we get more people to want to speak for us, to help spread the word mental health is important. And I was thinking how we can actually work with you guys and um, try to get more people motivated to actually help us with this kind of project that we got going on. So I had uh, originally planned that our very first process that we could actually offer you guys is we can actually just go visit you in person and uh, record you and have you answer uh, 10 of the questions. Secondly, for those that don't live in Minnesota or are here locally, we suggested that we can just go on Zoom calls and record you uh, there. Thirdly, there are actually people that have a job or have certain reasons that they rather keep things totally confidential and everything disclosed. So there are actually two options that I was thinking that we could do is one, we can just have you speak to us either on Zoom or in person and we can just simply blow your face and just have you uh, speak in audio form for us. Or if you wanna be completely anonymous, we can actually have you fill out a 10 question survey and we can actually have somebody uh, read and speak aloud your uh, answers for you for our future uh, human story videos. And now my Korean adoptee friend that does a lot of psychological work with various people, he was stating that when they actually kind of were gathering data for Korean adoptees with mental health issues, that out of those three years, only like 320 people responded 
out of the 20,000 people in uh, Minnesota. That are CADs. That are CADs. And we are just trying to figure out how we can bring more people together. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? I just want to say this is our third time doing the video, as Kyle stated. In fact, he was so nervous, he felt like he had to redo it several times because there's a lot of people, and it was really busy around here. So the truth is, it's not that we're not nervous. It's the fact that we have enough courage to get out there and speak about it, even if we do have that fear. Yeah, like I said, it really is about overcoming that fear, that first step, and kind of things in life. Once you actually take that first step, you kind of realize, I guess it wasn't that hard after all. It's kind of that anxiety, uh that fear that people kind of have. And sometimes in life, you just have to just take that first leap. And it would be great if we actually have more Korean adoptees on board with us so we can actually help people. We can give them uh, a chance to speak their mind uh, in a more productive and constructive environment and speak more about themselves. We kind of want to hear from you guys. And I guess the final uh, bit that I actually wanted to discuss about is that you are actually more than the label that you're given. And I'm going to erase this here. Anyways, I just want to say as before that you may not have the, the control of other people's actions. They may be judgmental. They may be mean about it. They may not understand your issues. But you do have control on how you react. And I think that's very important. There might be people that have in their life various problems and they act really damagedly to their life. And that really affects their mental health. And that could be really, really bad. But at the same time, there's people out there and we're trying to do that. Is that if you have the right support, if you have the right uh, encouragement, if you have the right mind frame, uh, you might be able to overcome these obstacles by actually developing a more positive mindset and a more productive mindset that will allow you to live a more satisfied life. And the final message we wanted to share is, as you can see on the board, you are more than your illness. You are more than your diagnosis. You're not just your diagnosis. You're not just your struggles, your disabilities, but you're actually a person. And... We want to emphasize that even though we want more people to actually uh, talk about their mental health and struggles, we also want them to know that we see them as actually individual people and not just uh, bipolar or depressed or, or crazy, really. And I want to let you know that I'm Kyle, even though I have depression, I am Kyle. And I'm Travis. Even though he has bipolar, he is still Travis. Anyways, I just want to say this. It's very important how you identify yourself, but the identity does not have to be the label that you're given. So because of that, it's very important to say that I have versus I am, that little cognitation or that little label that you put on yourself, uh, that little uh, pronoun that you put on yourself is very important because I feel that there's too many people out there that they feel judged because of the label that they're given and they don't want that label so they don't talk about it. So I'm not the greatest public speaker and I'm not going to pretend that I could sell you guys what we're trying to do here, but both my brother and I have experienced uh, mental health issues. We both are brave enough 
even though it was scary as heck, we end up actually setting aside our ego, uh, learning to trust the process, and finally get the help that we need. Now, I will let you know that I have been depressed still, even recently. I even had suicidal thoughts recently. But that should not stop me from actually still wanting to be as an advocate for this because I feel like mental health can be treated, mental health can save people, and I want people to know that try to be positive even though things are down in life not everything lasts forever which is, can be a good thing and that even the down days look forward for the bright days as well and i think that's all i have to say today is there anything other words last minute words that you want to uh, discuss with the cat community i think there's a lot of things we could say but we can only hold people's attention for so long so it's probably best to keep this short and sweet and try to get the message across before we lose an audience i think i was going to call this a segment let's talk about it and i think that's that so kyle and travis are signing off thanks everybody for your time all right thanks bye uh i regret not speaking about mental health I regret. Are you just gonna cut it? Not. Let's wait. Yeah. It's actually not that loud in the in the video. I just want to wait till that goes a little bit. Hey everyone, this is Kyle and Travis with Korean Adoptee Stories. I just wanted to make a quick follow-up announcement video uh, after this video. Initially, I'll tell you the truth. For some reason, I was a little hesitant uploading this video as I feel like it's very intimate, it's very private. It tells some of my vulnerable thoughts that I kind of was hesitant to upload it, but in the end, after I watched it, I edited it, I still think it fits really well, uh, even if it was uploaded maybe a year ago. So I just wanted to let everyone know that there's still going to be a lot more content coming along. I know some of the videos you may have already seen from the Guide Foundation, but I need to make the announcement that the Guide Foundation kind of transferred over to Jody Gill uh, through her own group called TAG, the Adopty Group, which I will provide as a resource in the bottom of the video. So I just wanted to let everyone know we're still continuing the videos, and I wanted to tell and share some of the series that we might be uploading in the future and that includes our regular real adoptee weekly interviews those are kind of our zoom interviews and we speak to adoptees around the world and they tell us their story and we love doing that and have these really deep talks secondly the second series is the adoptee stories which has a little bit more artistic merit they're not as long videos they're a little bit more shorter they Focus more on the, the locations here in Minnesota and actually meeting local adoptees. And the editing is a little bit more different compared to Real Adoptee Weekly. And the third video group I wanted to present was my brother's who will lead it. And his talk will be uh, the Let's Talk About It. I think we'll still continue about that series. And we mainly focus on mental health as you know both my brother and i had struggled with mental health issues he has bipolar disorder i had struggled with depression we both had anxiety and he's been through the the ringer and we think it's still important to speak about these issues and that's why i think uploading this video is still a perfect time and 
perfect opportunity and just a paramount a wave of, of speaking about your mental health issues even if it's showcasing some vulnerability and but in the end I kind of realize that when a person that has suicidal issues it doesn't really matter the whole point is keeping them alive and in my belief in order to keep them alive is still talk about it and we still want to continue to still talk about these issues so other than that uh, we're gonna wrap it up Thanks again for keeping in contact and watching our videos. We're gonna still try to upload content uh, weekly. And if you are interested in speaking about mental health, your adoption story, or if you have any other uh, questions or comments or concerns, feel free to reach out to us and we're still continuing doing these videos. And thanks for uh, watching our videos. Thanks again, everybody.